Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. A child or any loved one is struggling with addiction. And, you know, we're not the one actually taking the drugs but we're still suffering Uh from their addiction. And that's why they say addiction is a family disease. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solar Mom's Talk, I discuss with solar mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solar mom, dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors. Join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life It's hard to keep your head I have Heather Ross, who's a certified life coach, joining me today. And her goal is to help parents understand addiction. So thanks, Heather, for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes. Are you a solo mom? And if so, how did you become a solo mom? Um, Well, my daughter's father and I got divorced when she was around seven. And um, he was a pretty active part of her life until um, she was in sixth grade. And then, you know, he started having some difficulties in his own life. And I started having to handle things more on my own at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why addiction? How did you become involved in the, the subject? Well, when my daughter was 14, I realized that she was struggling with addiction and I really struggled with it. I, you know, I had the very similar reaction to what most parents do. And I just put all of my focus on her and trying to control her addiction, trying to fix it. And I lost myself in the process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, 
felt like I was playing that game whack-a-mole, you know, where the moles pop up in the different holes and you got to hit them. And it was like every time I felt like I figured something out, then, you know, she would have another issue pop up. And so I just was so overwhelmed and I got so much conflicting information about addiction and I just felt like there wasn't any help for me. So, or her for that matter, when you're so many professionals don't want to deal with that adolescent age, they only want to deal with either young kids or adults. And so especially people in that age range, you know, a lot of doctors don't even want to take patients that age. So it just added another layer of difficulty to it. Uh So once I found some relief for myself, I knew I had to figure out a way to share that with other moms, right? parents in general. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. And this isn't, this isn't about blame. It's just like kind of laying a foundation. She isn't a teenager, which is difficult. Um, not, not just that she's difficult to, to mother, but she's also facing life, like new life, life with just her mom. And so she has all these things happening at the same time. Do you understand anything about what led her to find something to, to latch on to? Well, you know, in general, addiction is just somebody's self-medicating for pain and not Mm -hmm. knowing, you know, another way to handle the difficult feelings that they're having in their life. Right. And we're all very similar in that way. It's just a matter of what we choose to help us manage our pain and how socially acceptable it is. So she was just trying to manage her pain in that way. And, but you know, what I have discovered over time and what I've researched a lot is I, I didn't want to use the word trauma for a long time, but my definition of trauma has expanded. And when you think about a young child experiencing all of the adult things that happen in the world with their young child's brain and trying Mm -hmm. to process that, and then you add divorce and other things like that in life. And of course, they're going to experience traumas. And most of the things that, you know, I found is that there's a lot of trauma. under. Yes, yes. And and to, just to clarify, addiction can take many forms. It doesn't have to be drinking or drugs. So exactly. Yeah. It's any overuse, gambling, yes. porn, sex, food, whatever it is. Yes. If it's having <clears throat> negative consequences, then it's an addiction. Yes, definitely. And how old is your daughter now? She's 20 now. Okay. And and how is she doing? She is in very early sobriety. And, um, you know, that is a very, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to put any expectations on her at this point. She's Uh just trying to find her own way being sober and um, I'm proud of her that she's taken that step because it's very hard to do. Yes. And and what have you done um, for yourself to, because I learned the other day from my naturopath that the family members of the person who has an addiction also need care. Yes. It's so important and it's so overlooked that a child or any loved one is struggling with addiction, 
And, you know, we're not the one actually taking the drugs, but we're still suffering Uh from their addiction. And that's why they say addiction is a family disease and we all need help. And that was really the key for me was to stop focusing all of my efforts on her and neglecting myself because I ended up getting very sick and she's living under this microscope of my need for her to be fixed. Uh And it was just pushing her away and making things worse. I really had to stop and look at myself and look at what wounds, emotional wounds she was activating in me that I was reacting to her addiction the way that I was and really start looking within myself for answers. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. Thanks. The reason I created this podcast is to provide a forum where solo moms around the world can share their stories so we can benefit from our shared experiences. With that in mind, another way we can connect is through our monthly connect meetup. Each month, we gather virtually for now, where we talk about whatever is on our minds. On a recent meeting, we discussed dating as well as ways to get a mentor for your child. If you are a mother raising children alone, no matter where you live, join us next time as we connect with moms potentially from around the world. The link is in the show notes or you can go to solomoms-talk.com slash connect. That's solomoms-talk.com slash connect and take a break and let's connect. I'm going to take a slight detour and ask you, what are you grateful for? Oh gosh, I practice gratitude every day because it's so important to keep me, my brain in a good place and focused Uh on what's going good in my life. You know, right now I'm definitely grateful for the, you know, that my daughter is in recovery and I'm grateful that I found a way and things that made sense to me that helped me find my own recovery. Uh Because if I wasn't in my own recovery, I wouldn't be able to enjoy her or have the relationship that I have with her today. Uh, Okay. All right. Thank you. And so what are the signs, if there are any, that a parent could pick up on that something is off, you know, not just in normal child behavior, but something's just different. Is there anything? Yeah, initially with my daughter, it was very subtle. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that you really have to think about is that we we see our kids in a certain way mm-hmm. and we see everything they do through that lens. For a long time, I was making excuses, you know, and not really wanting to see what was actually happening. Mm-hmm. But her friends started changing, which was a huge difference for my daughter, because she had had lifelong friendships up until that point. Uh Um, She stopped wanting to do things with family. She really started, she, she had been in competitive cheer and she loved it. She never missed a practice, even though it was a very rigorous schedule. And then she suddenly wanted to quit. And so these things were happening, but she was also, you know, they're at that age where they're changing quickly too. So it was really looking back, it seems obvious, but when I was in the middle of it, it was really hard for me to tell because I still trusted her. I still saw her as the person she was before she started using. 
Yeah. I mean, it's hard to fathom one and number two, it's just, you just think, well, they're just acting like a teenager or whatever, you know? So yes, yeah, yes. It's, I guess it's easy to, you know, not it's know. a little bit different with each kid, mm-hmm. but you know, it's really looking at the specific changes in behaviors mm-hmm. for your child and being more aware, opening up more conversation. Yes. And the other thing is you can do all the things right mm-hmm. and it can still happen. Yeah. You know, I would always check with friends, parents before she went to their houses, but there were even parents that lied to me and pretended to be the parent of another kid than the one that I thought she was going to their house. And so you can do all of these things to check up and do all the right things. Cause that's something I want to say that a lot of parents say to me when they first get on the phone with me is I didn't raise my kid this way. I don't know why this is happening. Right. And so many of us feel that way. Nobody raises their kid that way, but it can still happen anyway. Yes. Yes. It's true. Very true. So it's just a matter of us opening our eyes and being more, not vigilant, but be aware of our kids' behavior and get solutions to whatever issues we, and talk to them, right? Communicate. Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, they are, you might communicate and do all the things right and they still might not tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's more about, just having a conversation as opposed to being an, you know, an interrogator or, you know, digging and because they're so defensive at that age anyway, you know, and I know in my experience, I find that they're very defensive. Yes. And that was one of the other changes was my daughter was communicating less, but that's also typical teenager behavior. So it was really hard to see what was that and what was a a change that I should be concerned about. And then there's also the part where we just want everything to be okay. And we kind of see things through that lens as well. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we were talking about children and behavior and what they lean on in the time of struggle. We'd like it to be us, but sometimes they find other things. What about mom? What if mom is the one who need to lean on something else more than, you know, because sometimes we isolate ourselves as, especially when we're mothering solo. So do you have any pointers for a mom who may eat too much or it's more than one glass of wine, so to speak. Yeah, it's definitely finding what resonates with you, doing research to find somebody who that you can work with, whether it's a counselor or a life coach or somebody who can help you see what's happening in your mind and give you other coping mechanisms, Uh give you other ways to you know, really learning to process emotion and pain. Uh We want to, we're always either moving away from how we don't want to feel or moving towards how we do want to feel, you know, and that extra eating or drink or whatever it is, is moving away from how you don't want to feel. And so it's learning to understand what those negative emotions are trying to tell us, Uh what the signal is, what the unmet need is, and then figuring out how to meet that need on your own. Right. That's really the key to freedom and happiness. 
that glass of wine or food or whatever it is, is just a mask. Yeah. So just get help, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you practice self-care and what does that look like for you? Like, do you have a self-care routine? I do. And my self-care is just more important than ever. I did not have a self-care routine when all that stuff started with my daughter, which is part of the reason that my health got so bad. I gained a lot of weight that I was having my own struggles. Uh-huh. But now my self-care is just more, the more I do it, the more important it becomes to me because my relationship with myself and how I take care of myself really sets the standard for all of my relationships in my life. Yeah. And so the more I take care of myself, the more I really have to offer other people even though it seems selfish, it's really filling ourselves up so that we have more to give and we can give freely and happily. But, you know, I go walk every morning. I lift weights a couple times a week. I work with a coach. I coach myself on a daily basis. I journal, you know, I meditate. I work focus on that mind-body connection. I really spend a lot of time on self-care so that I have that resilience that you need, not just for everybody, everyday life, but dealing with addiction as well so that I can be there for my daughter too. Yes. And if you are coaching, you're also taking on other people's needs. And so that it helps to clear the mind and stay healthy there, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is kind of like a caregiving situation. We're always showing up for everybody else, but I Mm -hmm. have to show up for myself first so that I have more to offer everybody else. Okay. All right. Thanks, Heather. And tell me about your service. You're a certified life coach. And what can you do to help someone who who needs your service? And where can they find you? My website is heatherrosscoaching.com. And I offer one-on-one coaching. And I also have an online program for parents who are just not ready to do one-on-one coaching with somebody. Uh And um, I also work with people who just want to love their life more. So I offer several different services. And, you know, people can get on my website and read my blog. There's a lot of help there. And I also have a free Facebook group that's just for mothers who have a child struggling with addiction. Okay. And I, you know, answer questions and stuff in there as well. Okay, thank you. And I'll put some of that stuff on the show notes so people can have access to it when they listen to the show as well. Yeah. So thank you very much for coming and talking to us so freely. And I hope this will help someone who is um, having some struggle. Yes. Thanks for having me. And I just want to say one last time, if you're struggling with your child's addiction, don't suffer in silence. Reach Uh out to somebody who you can trust for help. Yes. So important. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Want to live longer? According to Harvard Health, good connections and social support can improve health and increase longevity. With that in mind, why not join other moms from around the world as we connect on Solar Moms Talk Monthly Connect Lunch Break? Click the link in the show notes to RSVP or visit www.solomoms-talk.com for more details. Take a break and let's connect. Did you enjoy this podcast? 
then please subscribe so you will know when new episodes become available. And if you think this podcast can help someone else, please share it with them. Thank you. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you you can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.